the Workforce Connections Podcast, where we discuss workforce development in Southern Nevada. Here's your host. Welcome to another edition of the WC Podcast. I'm Jeannie Kennan, and I'm your host for today. With me is Stacy Smith, the Executive Director of Nye Communities Coalition. Um, before we get started, uh, this is your first visit to the WC Podcast. What do you think of our set? I think this is awesome. This is beautiful. I love the wood. I got to see the UNR Innovation Center's podcast area, and oh, wow. I'm not going to parent or nothing, but y'all's is nice. This is nice. quite a bit of space, so we, y'all we are do in it good right shape. here. Yeah. We do it right here. <laughs> so, tell us more about Nye Community Coalition, your role, and what services you provide out in Nye County and at the surrounding areas as well. Okay, that's a big question. Um, sure. When I try to wrap up everything that we do, a lot of times uh, it's hard to encapsulate it all. Uh, my role is uh, founding uh, executive director, and then I've transitioned into CEO recently. Uh, the organization has actually been around for 20 years this year. This wow. December is our 20th anniversary. Y'all will have to That's come amazing. out. Yeah, yes. come out and join us for the party. Um, it's been a great opportunity for uh, all of us that work there and for our community to see all the growth and everything that we've had happen. Um if I was to try to capture everything that we do, we've got divisions. So in addition, I mean, you're real familiar with the workforce. Mm-hmm. You're definitely have been there with us through the whole time. From the beginning, um, yeah, I think. Yeah, from, from the <laughs> from beginning. From the very beginning. Yeah, that's been really nice having you and that consistency there. Yeah. That's been great. Um, so you're familiar with that. So I'll talk about some of the other programs that we offer in addition to the workforce. We cover Nye, Esmeralda, and Lincoln County, and we have prevention and wellness and in that department, we do a lot of health initiatives. We do some diabetes education, chronic disease, pain management. We offer yoga, qigong. Uh, with our SNAP-Ed grants, we provide nutrition, fitness, wellness, uh, car safety, um, uh, sleep safety, swim safety, a variety of things of all health and wellness uh, focused. We also have our before and after school program, so we offer that in collaboration with the Nye County School District, and so that happens only in Pahrump. Most of those other programs I was talking about occur in Nye, Esmeralda, and Lincoln County, but the workforce that we would deliver only happens in Nye and Esmeralda, and then the before and after school program only happens in Pahrump. We also have uh, prevention, and so we do a lot, uh, especially right now around opioid, we do the uh, naloxone trainings we do drug take backs with the sheriff's department Uh, we do a lot of education we fund a lot of programming to the community uh, for prevention programs in the schools and at other organizations and then we do um, the training that comes with workforce and with the brownfields grant Uh, gosh it's just a lot so we we operate off a little bit over 50 grants and so in rural communities uh, you wear a lot of hats, and so that's uh, we we receive quite a few grants. So, in your background, forgive me if I don't remember this correctly, but your background primarily was substance abuse counseling. It was right before you started yeah. the coalition. Yeah, prior to starting the coalition, I'm a licensed drug counselor, and I continue to be a licensed drug counselor, and that's what I did uh, once I graduated college I got straight into addictions and therapy and so I was in private practice worked a little bit for West Care if you're familiar oh, with yep, that here yep. they started in Vegas and they did a little office out in Pahrump when I got pregnant and didn't want to commute anymore and so that's what got me into that and doing all that and then when the school district had this opportunity to start this prevention programming in the schools and to um, 
form this committee that now is turned into the coalition. That's um, how it all happened. Um, one of the bigger roles that we have in the community is systems development, and that's what we are at our core with that coalition side. We get all of our partners and agencies and governmental entities together. We're all uh, working on issues uh, in a collaborative process. We've put social workers in the schools. We've built a public transportation system. Um, we've worked on all kinds of projects together collaboratively in the community. Yeah, because public transportation in the rules, you, usually it's non-existent. And so. it was. It was It was kind of when we would do systems planning and we would all get together to talk in the community about what the problems are and how we're going to address it, it was kind of a come that was just the, like the number one thing that we would put up on the board, you know. Public transportation, that's the big problem. Right. You know, what do we do now? And it became where um, we finally saw some opportunities working with NDOT and uh, some other funding, the Veterans Association, and we were able to cobblestone some funding together and develop an on-demand system. And that's what our community's been operating on for about five years. We operated it, and ICC operated it the first three years and then we worked with a private nonprofit, and we transferred that responsibility over to them. And now we're just a collaborator with them. Wow. Yeah. So that kind of leads into my next question, because you mentioned transportation. But what are some of the other biggest challenges, especially in some of the rural communities that you serve? And you yeah. you go all the way from, you know, Pahrump to Tonopah and then Lincoln County with Caliente and yeah. Alamo. Yeah. Those communities. It's, every community is different is the big thing to keep in mind in but, but by and large, the biggest problem or the biggest challenge is uh, the remoteness of the majority of the communities. Uh, but every community is kind of different. If you look at Pahrump, mm -hmm. however goes Las Vegas is how goes Pahrump. Uh, we're only an hour away. We are community, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's just right there. And if y'all are having problems with construction, we're having problems with construction. If y'all are having problems with tourism, we're having problems with tourism. And so we are very fed by the Las Vegas environment, and so we're highly impacted by whatever y'all are experiencing here. One of the key differences is our capacity. A lot of times there's multiple layers of resources in an urban area. Not that, you know, everything, every solution is fixed here in Vegas, but y'all usually have a few more resources than we do. In rural communities, so many times the resources are one layer deep. And so that's the problem that you run into some there. If you go into other communities like uh, Tonopah, it's uh, just the number of people in some of the communities, the just the basic needs. You know, is there a grocery store with fresh, you know, fruit and right. meats? Well, and Tonopah, to me, is always kind of right in the middle of the state. You're basically four hours from Reno or four hours from Las Vegas. Yeah. So. so everything's going to cost a little bit more. Everything's going to take a little more time. There hasn't been medical care there. The problems that you run into when you really start going frontier is can you get the workforce in there? Can you get the people in there? So, yeah, being being where they're located, it's definitely um, difficult. And then in Esmeralda, there's, you know, extremely, uh, here's a decent-sized county mm -hmm. physical-wise, but less than 1,000 people in the whole county. I was going to say 748, yeah. yeah, is the previous census. I haven't looked at this year's yet, or the 2022 20, yet. Yeah, so, so in Goldfield, I think comes out but very mm -hmm. small very small communities yes, in Esmeralda County but mm -hmm. big mining area big mining and decent ag 
Yeah, yep. So, yeah, and especially with lithium picking up now oh, right. and with the potentials that our state has for lithium, Esmeralda has some really uh, large, I don't know if you've ever had the chance to fly over it, but if you take a trip to Reno, you typically will fly over it, and you can see those huge lithium mines out there, and right. it's just, it's impressive. Yeah, I always remember flying over. It's a little bit more north, but Hawthorne that has that yep. big... Mm-hmm. Uh, military depot, yeah. all the yep. bunkers. So, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah, when you fly, you just kind of take that Highway 95 the whole way. You right, get to see it all. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you guys are connecting those partners together and trying to mitigate some of those challenges with the right. different stakeholders in yep. those rural communities. Yep. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's our our vision is to grow healthy organizations, people, and environments, and that's what we're working on. Is how can we help? That's great. Yep. Um, what are some of the employment and training opportunities you see out in Nye County and, and some of the surrounding counties as well with Esmeralda and Lincoln? Well, some of the big things, like right now we're working on um, Brownsfield grant that we just received. And, and what we do is we braid that with our workforce grant. And when it's appropriate, we dual enroll them. And so there's quite a few opportunities for employment that will hopefully come out of that grant, um, both in the solar and uh, cleanup and like there's a low-level nuclear waste repository on the way to uh, Beatty. And so there's quite a few jobs there. There's also some building of ground, some inspections jobs that can come out of that. So uh, what what happens in rural communities is where you won't go in and find 50, 75, 500 jobs of this type. You'll see there's one or two, three or four. In some communities, sometimes you'll train somebody, and that job, there's one job like that. And so maybe in Tonopah, they're only needing one of these people. And so you're you're trying, as we look at the training opportunities, we try to see, can we give them skills that will uh, give them multiple opportunities? We're a partner. We have uh, our chief operating officer is on the SWACREDA board, which is the mm-hmm. Southwest Regional Economic Development Board. And through that, she's able to hear those rumors and those hopeful, you know, people are thinking about moving in and doing this. People are thinking about moving in and doing this. And we try to keep an ear on that, and then we try to help educate our career coaches and say, hey, there may be, we don't know for sure if they're going to get the funding, if the, you know, it's going to work out, but there's somebody that's looking at moving this kind of industry or these kind of positions out there. And so we may need three welders. Well, we need welders, you know, anyway. So yeah, welders a, are going to find jobs. Yeah. So what we try to do is, if, you know, if we prepare for this pathway for employment for them because of the hope that this business is going to come out to our community. But we recognize that we're trying to get, still give them a skill that's transferable to these, you know, then they can Somewhere go into else. solar, they can go into mining, um, or they can just be at some of the small private businesses, or they can even open up their own business. Right. Small business in rural communities is it's a huge. larger yeah. employer. Um, but it's just the, it's kind of encapsulate that. It's kind of hard to put parameters to it because it's all different kinds of small businesses. Everything from your cottage industry of, you know, for example, I've met this woman um, in Pahrump that's growing sunflowers and oh, wow. she's doing great business, believe it or not, with growing sunflowers and a couple other different kinds of sunflowers. She's figured out how to rotate her fields. And so she's got all these different beautiful sunflowers. She's selling them there in Pahrump. She opens up a farmer's market three days a and week there. Sunflower and bouquets. She, and sunflower bouquets. And wow. she comes into Summerlin and some other okay. farmer's markets here in Las Vegas. And so she's got a pretty decent little home business that's supporting her and her family. And she's doing it by growing a field of sunflowers. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. I Isn't never cool? would have thought I know. sunflowers I know. in, in yeah. rural Nye County. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a growing ag industry. Um there's quite, a, you know, a prompt 
decades ago, 40 years ago, was a, a cotton farming community oh, back in the right. 50s and 60s. Right. And so I certainly we don't have the water to go back to cotton. But if you're careful and aware, uh, you can grow a, a decent ag industry in in Nye County. And so there seems to be a little bit of a upsurge in that. Wow. Yep. Never would have thought about that. Yep. <laughs> so yep. so um, do you have any final thoughts or... You know, I, I think the, you know, just from my perspective, as far as what we do and, and how it fits with workforce is, um, you know, just number one, we appreciate partnering with workforce uh, connections and, and we love uh, this opportunity that we have to, to collaborate with y'all and to, with the other partners on building workforce. I think the, the things that we try to keep in mind is that uh, we've got an aging population Prump's got an older population especially, but all of Nine, Nine County has an older population. Lincoln and Esmeralda are a little bit uh, younger. But uh, as, we, as we try to engage and keep a younger population in our community, I think it's important that in the roles that, that grow your own and then keeping them local, if there's a way to do that and keep that in mind. And so some of the things that we found that works in that is working with our school districts with their career and technical ed, and then working through AmeriCorps and VISTAs. We've been really successful with, we transition them, you know, in, during that CTE partnering. Uh, we've y'all have worked with us on our youth works program with paying for some work experiences mm -hmm. for those kids that giving, are in that. Giving them an opportunity yeah. to learn while they earn some, mm -hmm. some money. Yeah, in that third year. Yeah. And so that works out well. And then uh, getting them into college and AmeriCorps, uh, giving them work experiences and internships, figuring out how to work with the colleges. And now that so many universities are doing online remote, and yeah. remote, it's really allowing us the opportunity to keep people local and, and entice. And that's where, because I come from a rural community as well, and there wasn't a lot of opportunity. I mean, that's one of the big reasons I'm here in Las Vegas is there are there are very limited job opportunities, yep. especially for someone just out of high school or college. So they do have to relocate yeah. a lot of times to yep. another larger area. Yeah. So and so many times they and historically they used to have to relocate to get any higher ed. Right. Um. And you know that's kind of been addressed. And Great Basin College is a great partner, and they're offering uh, some amazing online classes, and their uh, nursing class is great. And so there's some good opportunities there, but. Our university system allowing those three and ones where you do three one years at a mm -hmm. at a local college and then you do your last year remote to the university. Uh, those are those are some great opportunities and they will keep people local. One of the things that I'm finding too that COVID has taught me is that remote work is possible and that it's it can be done. It's not going away. It's not going away, <laughs> not and go I away. think it can be done well. Yes. You know, we're, I would not say that we are perfect yet, but we're we're having some good success in some instances with it. You just you have to really have really good communication between the remote worker and their supervisor, and we're still picking out some of the bugs. But I honestly think that that will open up some opportunities to keep young people engaged in, and their, in their community communities, yes. and even if they feel that need to go away for a while because i was a rural kid too i was mm -hmm. a rural west texas kid was not going to stay in my hometown there was no way they were keeping me with there <laughs> and so i moved to very large urban communities and mm -hmm. enjoyed that and so get them back somehow yeah yep no that's great thank you for coming today mm -hmm. really appreciate visiting with you it's always good yep. to visit with you um 
Thank you all for joining us today for this episode of the WC Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining us. Um, Thank you for watching and stay safe, everyone. Thank you.